I take this so seriously because what I believe God has to say to you today will change your life. Anybody ever attend those seminars and read a book or you talk to somebody and they always talking about something that's going to change your life and you read the book or see the movie or whatever and no big change? Yeah, anybody else besides me? Man, if we had all the things that changed our life and changed our life and changed our life, pretty soon we'd be, gosh, in a circle right back kind of where we started. But today's message, I believe, is a word from God for you today. Anybody got ears to hear? How many of you have ears? Anybody? Ears? Ears? Today I'm going to challenge you. The Word of God says, to those who have ears, let them hear. Today you can do two things. You can sit and just listen, or you can really, really listen. You can hear. I I didn't come to speak to you today. I've been preparing for this message for over a month. And and on the way to to church this morning, as I was praying, I I got the real sense in my spirit that we're probably going to go a little bit different direction than those notes. Is that going to be okay? I've resigned the fact that if pastor didn't ask me back to speak, well, earlier he said, if you were looking for better speaking, go to TED Talk. Well, thanks for setting the expectations <laughs> so low today. I received that in Jesus' name. Uh, so, you know, if you didn't go, don't get anything today, go to TED Talk. You'll get something out of that, and that'll be good. And So I've resigned myself to the fact that if I don't get asked back today because I didn't go from my notes, oh, well. Everybody okay with that? Pastor, I'm just telling you now, you might have to come get me in a few minutes, but anyway, praise God. Um, On the way over here, I was praying, and and, and i got to go back a couple of years. I've been in Austin now for about three years. Three years ago, I was working in corporate America. I had been in the ministry full-time for a a, a number of times. Uh, I had pastored, my wife and I pastored a small church for a little while, and and. Five year, three years ago, I found myself back in corporate America, and I got a phone call from a pastor friend of mine here in Austin, and he asked me to come to Austin and help him with his ministry. And I quit my job, and I moved my family here, and, and that ended in bitter disappointment a year later. Anybody ever had that kind of thing happen in their life? Life is moving in a direction, and you think you got it all figured out, and it's going to be good. And, and then it doesn't end up quite so good. And, and, and I was reminded this morning as I was driving here, I began to pray about, Lord, this message today is about the Father's blessing. And he took me back three years ago when I moved here. I thought I was coming here for one thing. And, and when I got here and a year later, it ended in, in literally in, in bitter disappointment. I went back to corporate America. But God began to reveal some things to me about himself. See, I'm 54 years old. I know I don't look that old. Thank you very much. Uh, If I look 35, thank you. I received that. I'll just be 35 for you. But for the last 50-something years, and this may be your story, I don't know, how many of you really, really deep down long for the affirmation and the blessing of your father? Go like this. Okay, yeah, some of you are not, no, it's not, it's like this, right? We all do. There's something innate within us, something that's deep down that longs for daddy to say, that's my boy. 
I'm proud of you. And, and, and even beyond that, to bless us. And I began to think back on the last three years and, and when God brought me here and that, that situation ended the way it did and I went back to corporate America, it, God began to deal with something deep inside of me. See, for 54 years, I've been longing for my dad, my natural father, to bless me. He's 86 years old and he's at that point in his life. My mom passed away a couple of years ago. And, and I, f- I finally come to that place where I've recognized that he's probably not going to do it. I know you didn't come here to be bummed out today, right? And God began to reveal to me a couple of years ago, just, just two years ago, not that it's not his blessing, that it's not my natural father's blessing that I need, that it's not his affirmation that I'm after. He's my father. He's my father. It's his affirmation. It's his blessing. Anybody say amen? Amen. See, today, this message, this word for you, if you have ears to hear, will change your life. You're not who you think you are. You're so much more. Today, as we get into this message, we're going to look back. In fact, let's, let's look at our verses of Scripture real quick. Got a couple of verses of Scripture for you. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you, you shall know the truth. It's not the truth that makes you free. Everybody okay with that? The truth is the truth, whether you believe it or not, whether you know it or not. <laughs> it's the truth you know that makes you free. It's the truth you know that makes you free. Everybody okay with that? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Okay, next verse. Who gave himself for us, this is Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us, the, this whole last couple of weeks of our message, the, as we end Genesis, the, the, the book of Genesis, the last couple of weeks we've been in the redemption of God, his redemptive plan for us. And now we see in the New Testament that he gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all of our iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a peculiar people. I knew you were peculiar. (laughs) Some of you put a little too much emphasis on that now. Come on. Redeemed for himself a peculiar people. He redeemed us with his own blood. The word redemption, to redeem something means to buy it back, to protect it, and to release it back into its original purpose and destiny. He redeemed us. Amen? It's not your natural father's blessing that you need. It's not his affirmation that you seek. There's one greater than him. Where's my brother Earl? Where's my friend Earl? Earl, I love you, man. And you and Sarah, the destiny that God has for you is so much bigger than you know, so much bigger than you'll be able to comprehend short term. The ministry that God began in your father and, 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 that, and that seemed to have been just taken by the enemy, he's redeeming in you. You're going to rival T.D. Jakes in impact. 
and he's given you a help me to do it. Thank you, Father. Where was I? You know, as we, um, as we look back over the last couple of weeks in, in Genesis, we saw a few weeks ago the death of a dream. And Pastor talked about how Joseph, when, his, when he shared his dream with his brothers, you know, there's a note in there, by the way. You don't have to tell your dreams to everybody. Some of them aren't going to like it. Some of them are actually going to hate you for it. That's okay. You don't have to tell everything to everybody. Facebook is not your friend when it comes to your dreams. And there's always people out there that will want to mess that up for you. Amen. But we looked at the fact that, you know, Joseph, and, and, and he, he had this dream that was given to him by God. And, and God showed him his destiny. Showed, it didn't tell him how, long, how far out that was going to be. It's not going to be tomorrow, by the way, but it's, gonna, it, it, it's out there. I have this for you. And, and, and he began to share that dream with his brothers, and his brothers hated him for it. And they put him in a pit, and it looked like that dream had no chance of, of ever being fulfilled. You know, Pastor talked about unless a seed falls to the ground, the Word tells us unless a seed falls to the ground and it dies, it abides alone. You know, I was thinking as, as, as Pastor was ministering that the other week, that if you, have you, anybody here ever done any gardening? Yeah? You put a seed in the ground, and it's, you know, for all intent and purposes, it's done, right? You stuck it in the ground, and you don't know. You water it, you hope something comes up, right? And that seed is in the ground, and you consider it dead, and... You water it and you take care of it. You know, if, you have, if, you've, if you've ever had a dream that you feel like, there's no way it's ever going to come to pass. That it's never going to happen for you. And it feels like that dream's dead. It's in the perfect place for a resurrection. It's in the perfect place for Redemption. And some of you go, well, you know, John, you, you don't know my story. My dream's not only dead, it's been covered in fertilizer. Anybody feel like they've had a little fertilizer put on them? We could use a different word. You know what fertilizer is, right? We, a little manure in your life. Hey, listen, to really be fruitful, you not only got to fall to the, to the ground and die, you need a little fertilizer. Come on. See, the New Testament, Peter, Paul tells us in the New Testament, if we understood the things that we're going through on this, during this life, that we would rejoice in our trials. We rejoice in the victory. He said, no, you rejoice in the trial because what God is doing in you. And we saw as we looked at Joseph as, as, a, as an example that what God was doing in his life, the things that had to happen in all of those years from being put in the pit and then sold into slavery by his brothers to where God could exalt him and put him in, in Potiphar's house where he ruled the nation to redeem his family, the things that had to happen in his life during that time, they were necessary. They were serving a purpose to God's end. And you know, the whole story of, 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 of the past couple of weeks, we look, at, we look at the fact that God is constantly in this, in this move to redeem his people, to show us his unconditional love. Amen? The whole book of Genesis is about an imperfect group of people. Anybody besides me identify with that? This, this whole book of imperfect, unrighteous, stubborn, self-willed, 
manipulators and schemers and liars. And I mean, we could go back through the whole book and, and maybe we should. It's only 10.50 and we got all day. Just kidding. But if you go back and you really look at all those people, you think, how can these be the people of God? You're the people of God. I'm the people of God. And, and thank God he used a whole book to show us the imperfection and the, the unrighteousness and the rebellion and the self-centeredness and the sinfulness and the... Man, talk about short memory. <laughs> and he uses the whole book to show us that that's who we are. We know that from Genesis in the last year we've been studying, this is where your story, my story, our story begins. Our story is just like all of these people, but here's the good part. It's also history. It's also his story. It's where his story begins. Because the whole book of Genesis not only shows us who, he, who we are, it shows us who he is. Amen? And he shows us that he's a loving father, that you're not, you're not goofy enough to disqualify yourself from his love. You're not imperfect enough to disqualify yourself. See, I'd spent all of my life waiting for my, my natural dad to tell me, you're okay, and here's my blessing, and it's probably never going to happen, and that's now okay with me. Amen? See, today, you're going to find out whose you are. As we look back, you know, and I better, better get kind of to my notes here, or I'll forget where I'm going here. Praise God. Everybody okay with this? We, we doing all right? It's where our story begins. As we jump back, let's look at our, our passage of Scripture for, for today. We're in chapters 48 and 49. And, and in 48, uh, 15 and 16, And he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all of my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the boys, and in them let my name be carried on. And the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. In chapter 48, the whole chapter is summed up right here in these couple of verses of scripture where Joseph brings his sons and speaks the blessing over them. He tells them the God that was, bef that was before you, the God of, 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 of your grandfather and your great grandfather, the God that has sustained me all of my life will now sustain you. And he prays this over them. He's, this is actually a prayer where he says, God, this is, these are my sons, and this blessing shall be on them as well. In fact, if you go back in Genesis, you'll find God told Abraham, the reason that I will bless you is because you will teach your ways to my children, to your children. The, the word tells us in Psalms that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And I look back at my life and I think, well... I don't have a rich uncle. I don't have a rich dad or grandfather. If you have a rich grandfather, wonderful. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I don't. But my grandfather was a good man. And I look at the inheritance that he left me. See, my grandfather was a letter carrier Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. But on Sunday, he was a preacher of the gospel. And he taught my father the things of God. And my father taught me the things of God. And my grandfather, through that, left his grandchildren an inheritance. 
Amen? You say, well, that's not, my, that's not my, my story. It starts now. That story for your grandchildren starts now. You are it. It is your story. We look at the redemption story, the whole, the whole New Testament, uh, the whole Old Testament, the whole book of Genesis, rather, tells us about a loving God who, in spite of all the hard-headed, immature, sinful ways of, 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 of us, that he still loves us, that he still has a destiny, that he still has a blessing for us. And he calls together these fathers. Here, you know, check, check this out. You realize in the Old Testament, we know God is God, right? In the New Testament, we know God is Father, is that right? Wow. We know God is Father in the New Testament. Our Father. We've been adopted. I love that today was communion. Communion is that one thing that we have in common. As believers in Christ, the redemptive plan of God is to send somebody ahead of us to, to prepare for our redemption. Just like Joseph was sent ahead of the children of Israel to, to be a, a redemptive factor in their life and in, that, in the children of God, God has sent Jesus into the future to be our redemption. And the word says that when he gave himself, he redeemed us. Now, I, I, I was not a really good college student um, it took me a number of tries to pass English 101. Anybody else? I'm, I'm, I'm a math brain, not an English brain. Somebody, y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, it took me a number of tries to get out of English 101 because it was grammar and punctuation and writing and all that. But I do know this. I do know past tense when I read it. And the word says in, 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 uh, in Hebrews 8, that when he gave us Jesus, he, what else would he withhold from us? Come on. We, we, we read that by his stripes we were healed. That when he shed his blood, it was for the remission of our sins. And then he said, it is finished. Y'all are looking at me funny. You don't know if you should say amen or oh me. Well, let's watch this little video real quick. Can we show our video? I need a couple of help, a little bit of help with our... Somebody wants to watch a video? Yeah. It's in a German dance club. I would lay the hose When I first got on Ancestry, I was really surprised that I wasn't finding all of these Germans in my uh, trade. I decided to have my DNA tested through Ancestry DNA. The big surprise was we're not German at all. 52% of my DNA comes from Scotland and Ireland. So I traded in my Leidenhausen break Ancestry hasn't any path to discovering your story. Get started for free at Ancestry.com. Growing up, we were German. We danced in a German dance group. Anybody seen this commercial on TV yet? It's, it's an Ancestry.com promotion. But here's a man. I, I don't know how old he is. How old do you think I think he is? 54. Thank you. Huh? Did he say? He, yeah. hey, he's in his mid-40s probably, maybe a little older. Who knows? But the guy has spent his entire life thinking he was one thing. You with me so far? Did you catch it in the video? 
He spent his whole life thinking he was German. And he gets on Ancestry.com and he realizes, wait a minute, my ancestry is not German. You can spend your whole life and not know who you are. Even worse, you can spend your whole life and not know whose you are. See, when you were redeemed on the cross, when Jesus paid for, the, for your sins, he paid the price that you should have paid, that I should have paid to redeem us back. In that video, I love it because it says he was so, he was so concerned about his ancestry and what he thought he was that he had his DNA tested. That's pretty serious, y'all. And he found out in his DNA that he wasn't that at all. Anybody here receive communion this morning? Did you come down and, and receive the blood of Christ? Receive that his body was broken for us? And he said, if you'll eat the, my, my, my flesh and drink my blood, if we'll become him, become like him. You've got a DNA change today. I gave you a leaf today. So you could, because today, whether you've been on Ancestry.com or not, your ancestry is not what you think it is. You're now children of God. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've confessed him, and if you haven't, we'll take care of that today. Amen? Because today is your day. Because the blessings that the father had, had Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and then Joseph passed down all through Genesis from one generation to the next generation, all of those blessings, all of, those, all of that plan of redemption is exactly who we are and what God has for you. See, the thing that changed for me two years ago when God began to show me that, it's not who's, that, it, that I'm not my father's son, I'm his son. He began to reveal to me his blessings on and in my life. Do you serve, do you realize you serve a God that you, you are the, the child, the, the, the son or daughter of a father who created everything? That there's no limit in him? That he is, where's the lack in God? See, I had begun to look at life from the same prism that my father and my mother shared with me about, about, um, about what God's blessing was supposed to look like in my life. And, and in the last two years, in, the, in, the, in this past year, I, I completed a master's level certification course and qualified number three in a company of 1,582 people. And I don't tell you that braggingly. I'm telling you because God began to reveal to me that in him there is no lack. And the blessings that, that, that were passed down in the Old Testament from generation to generation to generation to generation were completed in Christ for you. You have a leaf today. Because if you've, ever, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've received the redemptive work of Christ the redemptive work of God on your behalf, he now calls you son, calls you daughter. And the blessings that he has prepared from the foundation of the earth are already yours.